Sit back, turn the ship over to your Kovas and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. 07 Commanders, welcome in. My name is Commander Mal for the win, and with me, as always, is Commander Psykit. 07 Commanders. If it's your first time listening, we're glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist podcast, we talk to a different commander or organization. We find out a little bit about them, what they're up to in game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Before things get started, we just wanted to say thanks for being here, because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. Wow. You have the giggles because it's season two. Season two. (laughs) We're back, baby. Bigger and better than ever or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. It's so, gosh. I, you know what? I don't know if I remember how to do this. I'm probably going to mess up a lot of stuff. It's been so long. It's, it's been Entirely 84 too long. years. It's been, it's been, we've, 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 how was your break? How was your break? What did you get up to? My break was pretty good. Uh, mostly my break was just uh, working and streaming. That was yep. pretty much it. I had I have a I had a list of things that I was planning to work on and all that happened was the list got bigger and bigger and bigger and nothing got not like you Mal (laughs) that is not like you um I did a lot of streaming and a lot of planning we we in our break we launched the flight assist stream team and um we have we have some um extra members on the team now which um, we're super happy about. Um, yeah, yeah. But more, more so, more importantly, onto our guest, our first guest of season two. Our first the, guest of season two is the most lovely and wonderful human that is Commander Exegius. Yes, indeed. I'm. I'm really, really excited to get to talk to him. I've talked to him. A few different times in a few different situations, um, mm-hmm. of course, all uh, somehow elite or elite, uh, elite related or elite adjacent. But um, we've talked about, you know, like uh, streaming setups and like uh, his control overlay and stuff like that. We've talked about, uh, you know, stuff in game. I was on his friends on Friday once. I know. I think you were on there, too. Right. You were yep. on a few weeks after I was yep. a little while after I was. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we were. So we've um, crossed paths. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's good to talk to. He's good to talk to. There's quite um we we do um we do a fair amount of chatting about various various scenarios, um stuff to do about what's going what's going on with um Ali and um Odyssey going forward things along those lines and I I sometimes will give him hints and tips about how to use Discord, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, nice. it's um, it's a a good, a good convo. He's um, he's a really, a really cool person to like be able to chat to. Incredibly knowledgeable. But um, oh I don't my gosh, think, yeah, I don't think I've um, really sat down with him and talked about like his experiences um with elite. Yeah, yeah I haven't either. So I'm I'm going to be really interested to hear. Um, because, because he's been with the game and he's been creating content for, for so long, mm-hmm. I know he's going to have some unique and interesting perspectives on, uh, on some of the things that we typically talk about, you know? So I think it's, I think it's going to be an interesting, 
a little bit of an eye-opening conversation, some unique perspectives. For sure. Let's see what he has to say. So, Commander Exegius, welcome in, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, it's oh my gosh, very, I'm so excited. Yeah. Very exciting. It's a very exciting time to um, <laughs> to have you on. We're really, really, really chuffed about it. Welcome to the first episode of season two of the Flight Assist podcast. I, I am I'm very happy to be here. One. That's hey, I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> if for anyone who has lived under a rock who've been playing Elite Dangerous, um, <laughs> if you can just do me a favor and give us a little yeah. bit of information about yourself. So who you are, if you're a content. Uh, sure. Creator, all of that sure. sort of malarkey. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm Commander Exegius, the guy that's got the, the funny to pronounce name that that I, I don't think anybody reads and gets right the first time. Um, <laughs> I generally I, mean, I run a YouTube channel. I do some streaming too, uh, but mostly my focus is is YouTube content. Um, I've never liked the term content creator, all those kind of silly things. I make YouTube videos, you know, whatever label you want to put on that. <laughs> um, and I tend to focus on. Um, y- educational content right that that and some of it can get a little boring and stuff but um it's mostly how to play the game right so i do a little bit of commentary stuff from time to time uh certainly when i stream and you know the conversation we'll have today um but i try to keep mostly keep opinion out of my content and make it as factual as i can and i think where my channel you know where i was successful or have been successful is i the goal of my channel has always to been as brief clear and concise as I possibly can. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I started yeah. the channel mainly because I, I remember I, I, I wanted to go low temperature diamond piracy and I couldn't quite remember one little piece of it. And I found a video from somebody. I'm not going to call anybody out because I don't mean to. Uh, anybody that does this, I have big respect for. Um, and I found a video on it that was 45 minutes long and I needed a, a five second piece of information. Right. And I remember sitting there skipping around like, okay, come on, where are you talking about this? Right. And it probably took me 10 minutes of skipping around to finally find that. And I thought, man, this is just ridiculous. Why, mm-hmm. why doesn't somebody, right. And at the time I played the game, I probably had, I definitely had over 2000, maybe 3000 hours at the time. So I, I knew the game pretty well. And I was, yeah. you know, had a lot of friends and pretty connected and I thought, okay. And you know, I've, I've taught my whole life. Like I was a music major in college. So I taught music. I, I taught technical stuff when I worked professionally in it. So I've just always kind of been the type that when I'm passionate about something, I want to share it with people and I'm a pretty good yeah. teacher. And so put it all together, did a couple first videos and you know, people seem to like it. Um, I tend to get a lot of compliments about how brief, you know, I, I, and at the beginning I would get people tell me, Oh, you should make your videos 10 minutes long. You know, the algorithm loves that, you know, and it, and it does now it's eight minutes for those yeah. who don't know, but um, which is true. <laughs> I've always said, I will never make a minute, a video a second longer than it must be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, whenever I write a script, I actually go through and generally prune a third out of it after I've rewritten it. Right. Because yeah. I realized, nope, I could say this in a much clearer and easier way in one sentence than four. So why take four? Right. Um, and I think that's where, you know, again, a lot of guys that will ask me for advice to start a channel. And that's usually the first piece of advice I give is either write a script or if you're the type and I, get into this mode too, where I get into kind of teacher voice because I'm reading a script, um, at least give yourself notes so that you don't just ramble on and on like I'm doing right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said you got like, you had like two, 3000 hours when you first started. How long mm-hmm. have you been playing elite? 
Yeah. So I start, I bought the game in, I want to remember it was like October of 2015. Um, I was working at the time. I remember sitting down with it and like, oh my God. Yeah. There's no way I, I have no time for this. Right. Cause I've always been right. the type of gamer that enjoyed first person shooters and racing Sims. And really primarily those two, because you, there's no grinding really uh, Well, traditional first person shooters. Um, you right. sit down, if you play for 15 minutes or five hours, you have the same amount of fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I never, right. I, and I kind of still feel that way in that I don't like playing games that require a big investment. Um, and so at the time I didn't have that time. And then in April of 2016, I got the Oculus Rift CB1. Um, I'd been a backer of the DK. I didn't have a DK2, but I was a backer of it and got the Rift one. Um, honestly, the first night I was super disappointed in it. I thought, you know, the image quality was terrible, which it was, but you know, it was first gen. And the next morning right. I remember thinking, you know, I think that, that, that dangerous game I had, what was that game again? That that elite something that that does VR, right? And within five minutes, I remember sitting there thinking, "You could not pry this out of my cold dead hands. This is amazing. I have to learn <laughs> how to play this game." Right? It was that simple. Um, yeah. And I literally, you know, we all have those gamer moments. I think we do that. We all kind of remember. And I remember the first night I was playing Elite. Um, those of us have seen. I'm I'm lucky that I have a rather nice like cockpit setup. So I'm sitting in it. I've got the, the my audio system just blaring, you know, super loud. And I'm cruising along. I don't remember. Probably doing a black box mission or trade, something very simple early on. And I get interdicted for the first time. And as you guys know, when the interdiction starts, you know, the alarms basically go off, the loud kicks in. And I remember every hair on my body stood straight up and thinking, what the is this? Just completely <laughs> freaked out. Just like, oh my God, what nice. is going on? And I will never forget it. I mean, it was, it was that vivid in my memories the first night. And so, yeah. So from there, I just had to learn it. A couple of weeks later, I joined the community discord and the rest is history. Here I am. Amazing. That's really cool. I, mean, I, I came yeah. from a really, really similar background with Elite. Like um, I had, everyone's telling me, nah, nah you're not going to like it. You're not going to enjoy it because I'm very much a pick up and play person. So driving games, first person shooter games, all of that, that's my background. And um, for exactly the same thing, just completely immersed myself in it straight away. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible it's a really incredible thing that it can pick. Um, I feel that the game is, is so it's that immersive that it, you can, um, it, it can pick up people with different backgrounds. who don't play it very often. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I've, I've said many times, I think that, that the different player base and the different play styles of a lead are one of its big strengths and it can be one of its weaknesses too. But I think for the most part, it's a strength in that you've got, you know, traders, explorers, combat guys, miners, PVPers, mm. Thargoid, like all those different play styles all living together, you know, in one shared universe. Um, and the notion that, you are who you want to be. I mean, that's probably the biggest advice. Like if somebody asked me about the game and if should they play it, I said, well, you know, it is absolutely not going to hold your hand. It is, here's yeah. your ship. Here's a little bit of money. Go. And so if you're the type, and I, at first I was too, I was the type of gamer that I was used to. What do I do next? And it's supposed to tell me what to do. And I follow this mission, you know, those sort of things. And you make your own fun. Right, you come up with a character. You need to think of who you are and why you're playing the game. You cannot look at the game to give that to you at all, as we as mm -hmm. we know. Um, so going back to that, that very first time that you logged in 
without um, VR or anything like that, that very first time that mm-hmm. you picked it up and played it. Can you mm-hmm. remember those feelings that you had when you very first logged in? What was the thing that maybe more so turned, I guess, more so turned you away from the game? What was that thing that fully stopped you? Yeah, that I can kind of. Um, I remember a few things. Um, I remember being completely overwhelmed right um i remember just you know kind of looking through the different systems and being overwhelmed i remember the i remember being in a, an, an orbis station and not fully appreciating that that wasn't the game like i almost remember thinking that because I all the screenshots I'd seen and stuff were all kind of a ship parked in a station, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was a I think it was an Orbis station, and I remember thinking, okay, well, what how, what do I do? How do I get out of here? Oh, I and I, I used flight controls, HOTUS controls from the beginning. Oh, I've got to get my controls bound. And everybody that's seen the binding menus, I looked in the <laughs> bindings, and I just was what. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still, to this day, actually think it's a big fault of the game that there isn't a binding wizard of some type. Because I actually went through once and um, looked through all the bindings. If you guys don't know, there are 526 individual bindings. I didn't yeah. know, but it yeah, doesn't that's surprise lot. me. That's how many it is, right? Uh, because you know you have the alternate landing controls for right mm-hmm. that you can buy, buy completely different than flight controls. So there's so much duplication because yeah. of that, and yeah, just being completely overwhelmed. And what I remember at the time, what I had seen because I didn't understand how much was there in terms of the flight and the depth and all that. That it was just okay. This is just silly. Right. I think I do remember also, I did actually, I, I, I'm going to amend that. I did get out of a station. I remember, oh yeah, I remember crashing into a star and I remember <laughs> like just being frustrated and, and, and wanting to quit the game and getting the 15 second timer. And right. not understanding what the f- is this? Excuse me. What is this? <laughs> so first beep. There's going to be a few of these people. I forgive me. Uh, I remember thinking, what is this? I opened task manager and task killed the game. So without knowing, yeah. like you first combat log. Right? Yeah, right? I was in, now I was in solo. I was obviously by myself. Right? Before somebody clips that out to try to use against uh-huh. me. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just, I didn't understand, right? Like, why am I yeah. in danger? I'm sitting here to star by myself. And I just, I, I just didn't get it. And it just, yeah. I, again, I was, I, I, I was working at the time. I was dating a lot. I just, I had no time, right. To spend what we know it takes to learn elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so then, you know, it was really, again, it was VR that pulled me in. Um, and if, if you're listening and you've not played in VR and you've not heard me make this little joke, the way I would describe elite in VR, when you play it on a monitor, it's a very pretty, Arguably, it's getting a little less so, but it's a pretty space sim, right? It's great at flight. The mechanics are there. It's very pretty. It's very immersive. When you play it in VR, you are flying a spaceship. Yep. It is not you're playing a game anymore. And Sai Mal, have you guys played in VR before? Absolutely. It is phenomenal. I haven't. I I have terrible motion sickness. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Okay, I've got a mm-hmm. pretty iron stomach. Um, and yeah, Mal, it's it's you it's it's almost. I mean, it really kind of is indescribable, especially if you've never experienced VR yeah. at all. Um, but the yeah, difference, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I mean, you're not playing a game anymore. You are flying a spaceship. Um, and if those have seen before, if you've not, look up the Up Is Not Jump video. Um, it's Elite Dangerous VR is a nightmare. Yes, it is it's the amazing. best single 
best single descriptive video. I saw the other day, it's well over a million, if not He's several million views. He's an incredible content creator. Oh, he and is. It's, His stuff is... It's entirely, entirely worth... Yes. It, like, when you w- w- watch that video and then watch the rest of his videos, because, yeah. side note, side note, The Elite Dangerous um, is a nightmare, is an excellent video, but the rest of them are sublime as well. He oh, is an absolutely wonderful content creator. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he gives a really good impression of what it's like, <laughs> what it's like yeah, well, to play Elite Dangerous. Yeah, and one of the things he says in that video that that really stuck with me is, and this is a little hyperbolic, but if you want to feel like you're actually learning a skill, that's really dangerous, right? Oh, yeah. Like you, you you're learning. I mean, it's it again, guys. Video games. So we're being a little silly here, but if you want to feel, it's like playing flights, Microsoft Flight Simulator, right? You're learning to pilot an airplane. Elite is very much the same way with mm. the complexity of the ship systems, the flight model, and all of that. And so that's always what stuck with me and that's what's always kept me coming back to elite switching gears a little bit what's the what's the story behind the name commander exegius where did that come from <laughs> that's pretty easy um so i uh, <laughs> mentioned a second ago i was into racing sims um so i raced raced cars for about 10 years um i was an instructor for bmw and porsche um and did that for i instructed for about seven or eight years and during that time i raced a lotus exige right so for those that don't know uh, the exige yes. is yeah the exige is kind of the the track car focused version of the lotus elise which is kind of the more popular you see a, a lot, right? And so Exige, Exegius, I figured nobody will have taken this name and so far nobody ever had. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I came a good from. one. Yeah, yeah, nice. I, I liked it. Other than, yeah, I think once, and this was kind of frustrating, after Will knowing me for at least six months, once he said, he brought me up on one of their streams or something, and I think he pronounced me Exigius or something like that. And I'm like, dude, like like how many times have you heard my name? So, but it is tough. I'll give people a a break for it, right? And apparently there's an Exigius, there's some word or something Exigius without the O. And I can't remember looking that up, but every now and then, like when I was first starting up and I would search myself, I would get links to that and now i've been on long enough that you just get me so right but yeah that's where it came from nice that's yeah. really cool nice. i really like that i love yeah. that i had no idea that that, that was that was yeah. even well, a thing like, so that's really awesome i've actually for the for the elite crowd <laughs> i've always liked that it's got the british tie-in you know lotus mm-hmm. being a yeah. british car company yep. right so yeah lotus, that was, right and um i actually had chosen this name Oh man, four or five years before I started playing Elite. Like, this is when I raced in Racing Sims, which is what I originally built all my setup for. Yeah, that's what I raced as, right? And those guys obviously got it, right? You know, to a racer, you make the connection pretty quickly. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned very early on that when you started playing, you were already playing with the HOTAS. That's right. Do you still only play with the Hotas? I mean, you've got your VR as well, but is is it the same Hotas or have you moved on? Um, Yeah, it actually is. Um, So when I started, I had a Warthog, so the Thrustmaster Warthog. Um, And it's funny, I also, I had bought it, man, I don't remember, six months, a year, maybe even more than that, before I started playing Elite to play Microsoft Flight Sim and IL-2 and a few other flight, you know, traditional flight games. Um, and then again, didn't really have time to learn those. So it was in the closet. And that morning when I when I thought, I should get that Elite game out. Doesn't that support? Yeah, that supports a HOTUS. So I got the whole <laughs> rig out, right? And so, you know, because it had been in a box in my closet for six months or something. Um, and so, yeah, I'm actually on my my second Warthog, um, right. which the, the first one gave out at like a couple switches started to fail in the like, four to five thousand hour of use range so nothing wow. i was upset with yeah i was thrilled with yeah. that um and when i bought my replacement it was 
just, it was like a few months before Verpal had come on the scene. Right. And Mal, oh, I think wow. you went to with Verbal Gear, right? Uh, I went VKB. It was a yeah, okay, right. between okay. Verbal and VKB. And gotcha. I had uh, a viewer who had both that's get right. with that's me right. on Discord and walked me through so that I can make an informed decision. Sure, sure. And in the future, like when this setup goes, I probably will upgrade to a VKB sim. Uh, recently, I did add a um, uh, a VKB sim left stick. Um, so I'm actually playing dual stick and throttle. Nice. Um, and I added oh, that. That's the dream right there. Yeah, I added it about, oh, man, four months, five months ago, something like that. Um, and I, I'm... I, kind of fortunate the way i have it set it up my throttle is just to the left of the stick and it's not so mm-hmm. far to the left that it's really uncomfortable to use or get because certain games like um uh star wars squadrons for example i can fly it dual stick but it just because squadrons doesn't have thruster control so it really just right. doesn't make sense yeah so i just switch over and use the throttle when i'm playing squadrons for example right oh, um, nice. when i'm in super cruise and things like that i use the throttle versus the stick because i don't want my left stick forward and back is throttle and i don't want to sit there just holding throttle forward if i'm right. in super cruise right <laughs> yeah so um so you're right i think that if you if you you could just go dual stick, but you'd want to set up some keybinds for like a button to go 100% throttle, so you wouldn't have to hold yeah. it when you're in super cruise things like that. Yeah, right? so yeah, that's how I have my left stick set up is just like gotcha. that. I've got one of the hats is uh, increment throttle is right. There you go. Decrease is left. Down is uh, zero throttle. Up is 75 percent. Percent. Yeah. Magic of number. Course. Um, of course. And then push it in, and that gives you 100 percent reverse. So there you go. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then I also fly with pedals. Um, I, one of the reasons I Ooh. liked the warthog was I did not specifically did not want twist, um, on the, on the right stick. At least I do use the twist on the left stick now, but I'd be okay if it wasn't there. But, um, I, always wanted real because i think when i first bought my setup before elite it was my, my father was a pilot so i should mention that he was an airline pilot um and so i always you know i've always been interested in flight and wanted to you know wanted to learn more about it so i always wanted pedals and so i have a set of um a vkb sim pedals as well yeah the vkb sim pedals are really nice i i i have to do twists just because my feet because i have a, a back injury okay it means my feet don't always do exactly what i want them to do sure mm-hmm. fair enough so i i i kind of lean heavily on that twist to yaw and actually my left stick the forward and reverse throttle is on the twist okay gotcha gotcha my left stick twist is um vertical thrusters up and down yeah um, right so i've got forward a you know forward back left right that. thrusters and then twist yeah is up and down um and um so yeah you know these all come down obviously to personal preference right you know right, whatever right you know there's a lot of different in fact um i've got a video that'll be coming out um we'll talk about kind of future stuff and new content in a little bit but i'm working on a review video for um a joystick from a company called sublight dynamics oh um, which yeah is a, a kickstarter product um for those that haven't seen it the the quick on it is it's a six degree of freedom stick so imagine you're holding a stick and you physically instead of tilting it forward you physically pushed it forward pulled it backwards physically went up physically went down physically went left and right plus pitch roll and twist so you literally can do six to six axes on a single stick yep okay it's just Um, one stick 
<laughs> yeah, it's a really fascinating from an engineering perspective. And mine's a um, one of their 10, it's actually the only sample prototype that they apparently send around for review. Right. Um, so it's a review right. unit, but the build quality of it, I for, for a hand-built prototype, the build quality is fantastic. Um, yep. And um, I'll save all the details for the review video, but it's a very, very niche product. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is. It, I think for somebody, if, if you're disabled, certainly and have one hand, fantastic. Right. Cause you can do everything with yep. literally a single hand. Um, yep. I personally found that it worked best as my left stick. Right. So I did not like it as a single, just all by itself device, but using it as the left stick was pretty, pretty great in some ways. Right. Um, so, so yeah, but I think if somebody, you know, to, to finish kind of the hardware question thing here, I would say that if you're looking for a recommendation, by the way, to plug a little plug here, I do have a, a review video that covers every HOTUS on the market except Verbal because they weren't around when I made that video. Um, right. <laughs> if you have an unlimited budget, go Verbal. Um, if you have a mid range budget, I would personally either do an X56 or an X52 Pro. If you're on the low end, the T Flight. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, as you guys might know, because of COVID, I think things are starting to come down a little bit. But the cost of HOTUSes has oh been gosh. like two to three COVID times. And um, uh, the pandemic um, and uh, the pandemic and in. flights in, you, you, same flight, as the flight other thing I to say. Those two things conspired yeah. against right? us. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, like, when I bought my Warthog, I want to say it was like 500, 600, right around there for stick and throttle. I've seen mm-hmm. them for 14 and 1500, brand new. That's that's a lot yep. of money. That's right. that like on a Amazon investment. Right. It, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's 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 silly because I will give VKB Sim and Verbal credit. They didn't change their prices a bit. Mm. Right. Yeah, yep. that's it's, true. It's, that's a good they point. Didn't, they, they didn't touch it. Now, Verbal is always back ordered, so you're going to have to wait yeah. for them anyway. Um, I bought my left-handed stick from VKB Sim, shipped from China. I had it in like four days. Yeah, same. Right. Same. It took yeah. mine less than a week to get here. Do you have the so. gunfighter? I have the uh, Gunfighter 3 base. I have a premium okay. space combat stick on the right and a standard one on the left. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. So it's a nice little setup. And um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Commander Exegius, but uh, the day that we're recording this, they actually, uh, on Reddit, VKB actually released some details for the first of the two throttles they're going to put out later this oh, year. Re- no, I- I'll go check that out later because they that's been... On the list, oh my god, they showed a prototype of it like what two or three years ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay, that's great. That's great to see they're moving forward. That one, the one that they showed the prototype of that's the linear draw is coming out later this year. This one's going to be a lower price point, uh, 200 to 300 dollars is the, is the guesstimation, and it's a rotational uh throttle, so it actually moves on a curve instead of in a straight line. Um, and it looks very similar to that NXT base that they have i'm i'm looking at it right now so it's very uh, interesting it's really small isn't it yeah yeah i Mm. think this is the pair i I think this is the pairing for the anticipated pairing for the uh gladiator the uh gladiator 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 next and that's and that's what i bought for my left-handed stick was the gladiator next day i wanted to go somewhat inexpensive because i wasn't positive i was going to love it um and now some point down the road, I'll, I'll, I'll replace it with dual verbals and then just resell this to somebody. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, this thing, you're right. That's exactly the, the design. Anyway, that looks like yep. cool. If we move from hardware to software, and this sure. is going to be kind of a strange, this normally, this <laughs> is what resources do you like, you know, on the, on the web, but you have a special sort of, uh, this, we're going to have to tailor this question for you a little bit simply because <laughs> of the amazing ED Tutorials website. 
uh, which ha- is a recent development. It's what in the last year or so, and it's yeah, just we launched exploded. it right along. Yeah, right around around a year ago. Um, actually, I need to check the dates. It's it's it might have just passed a year. It can't um, just be a year. Yeah, it's it was January. It feels like it's been around forever. Yeah, it was January of last year that I launched. It's funny. It both feels like that. And it feels like we just did it. Um, and um, so yeah. So if you're asking, then what resources? I, you know, yeah, it's gonna and and there actually I've got a video that covers these, and there's an article on that site too. But I would say the I mean it's gonna be the big ones you know the big ones that i use eddb.io and nara i mean those are obvious ones right um, it, and for those that don't know look those up uh, anara.cz <laughs> uh charlie's yep. uh, zulu and eddb.io um and then spanch is another big one that's that's i i don't use that quite as much as the others um but that's mm-hmm. spansh.co.uk yep. um and spanch is a routing tool of all kinds. Um, and yeah. one of my, yep. f- uh, two of my favorite things in Spanch are where he's really, uh, really um, developed it. Um, and if Spanch happens to hear this big kudos, buddy, it's fantastic tools you've been building. Um, one of them lets you say, I kind of think of it as the real codex. It's, I mm-hmm. want to go find something cool. Here's where I am. Here's the list of stuff that the database knows about, and it's damn near everything that's in the game. Show me what's around. So if you just yeah. want to find something fun, it's great for that. And there's a router in there called the Tourist Router where you can say, here's where I am. These are the five systems I want to visit. Either I want to make it a loop trip, you know, start back where I am or end at the end. What's the fastest route between these six locations? Yeah. I use that constantly yeah if i'm gonna go that is, it's amazing yep. yeah i'm gonna go visit four or five engineers to work on a ship i plug all the the engineer systems in go gives me the most efficient route and mm. i don't have to jump back and forth all over the place yeah right? it, it's come forward like spanch has come forwards leaps and bounds like oh, even yeah. in the, the last year it's just Absolutely. been the the stuff that they've been doing um over there is just just awesome yeah, yeah. It's, so and useful. as I understand it, it's it's one guy. Um, and yeah. it's, a, it's a, I will say it's a rather non-standard interface. So it takes a little getting used to at first. Um, I think once you kind of get the way he does stuff in the interface, it's great. I mean, again, it's so powerful um, for any time you're routing somewhere, you're looking for something, um, that kind of thing. Spanch is where you want to go. It's great. And then outside that, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything esoteric that I use. There's I, Coriolis. I mean, that's again, pretty obvious. Uh, sh- the shipbuilder tool. I, I think the biggest piece of advice I would give there is if you're going to build a ship, even if you're not engineering it, but especially if you're engineering it, model it all out in Coriolis before mm-hmm. you actually go try to build it, yep. uh, you know, cause that will keep you from all of a sudden, Oh my God, I don't have enough power for this. Right. And you're just, right. Just, right. It's not a viable build cause you didn't look it up ahead of time. So using yep. that tool, another, I think I've, I've got a tutorial on Coriolis as well um, is, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I won. This is not a web tool, but another huge tool I have to pitch as well. My probably my all time favorite single tool um, is ED engineer. Um, I think I've that. that. Yeah, for those that don't use it, um, ED Engineer, I, I used to, and I actually still believe this. If you're engineering and you're not using ED Engineer, you're doing it wrong. Um, because uh-huh, what ED I agree enge- with you entirely. <laughs> what, um, what it lets you do is you can go and say, you know, you add blueprints to your quote unquote shopping list. You say, you know, I want to roll, you know, this and that and the other, this, you know, grade one, five, you know, you pick all the individual grades and everything you're going to roll. And it makes a giant list of all the mats you're going to need. It links to your ship. No all the match you have and then more importantly it tells you 
this is what you're missing. It will even tell you you're missing this, but you can go trade for it. So you don't have to go gather. Yeah. You can just go to a material trader and get, and that will keep you from getting to an engineer and all of a sudden finding you don't have enough roles to get to grade five or to apply your, par- mm-hmm. apply your experimental, whatever it might be. So huge, huge time saver. Yeah. ED engineer took me so long to come around to love. And it was actually Psykit who got me into it. I was like, I tried it. I couldn't figure it out. It was too difficult to set up. And then she's like, no, really watch some YouTube. Give it a yeah. second go. Take the time to figure it out. It's worth it. And the first time I went through and set it up properly and then was like, okay, yep. well, I want this. Oh, <gasps> holy. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Must yeah. have. And you can, you know, to, and Nara has sense because some of the Nara fans, and by the way, not pooping on Nara at all. Um, some of the Nara <laughs> fans w- would say that now Nara does that. And that is true. You can do some of this with Nara. I find the ED engineer interface much easier to use, much faster um, than Nara. Yeah, yeah. Nara does well. do that. That's true yeah. too, right? And I've been yeah. using ED engineer since it launched. Man. It's such a years good ago, tool. Four years ago. It's been a long time since I've used it. And interestingly enough, last thing I'll say, the guy that writes ED Engineer, last I knew, had not played the game in two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like the way he enjoys Elite is creating ED Engineer. That's amazing. Yeah, and so like um, we, when we have people, people like have, have been in touch with him and said, oh, I need to, can, can, can you make some edits on that? And he's like, well, if you don't tell me about it, I'm not going to be able to make the right. changes because I don't play That's the game. Right. So, That's right. That's yeah. Right. I know some of the Canon leadership is that way too, right? You know, they, they run Canon, they, they mm-hmm. handle the group, all that kind of stuff, but they just they don't have time to play, right? Because they have to play their spreadsheets instead, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There's a game of spreadsheets that needs to be going on. That's a exactly. little bit time nothing consuming. Nothing with a good spreadsheet. Absolutely nothing wrong with a good spreadsheet. <laughs> Um, what would you say that you are best at when you're playing elite? What's, what's your forte? Oh, um, best is uh, combat. Mm-hmm. I mean, combat is my favorite. I mean, that's, you know, I think when generally you guys can tell me if you disagree, but I think most players in elite identify as either a combat player an explorer, a trader, Maybe you'd want trade in with mining, right? You're kind of, it's almost like in shooters these days, you have your main, right? Um, and right. for me, yeah, my main is definitely combat. Um, and as far as combat, I, I, I like, I probably, man, Thargoids might be my favorite. It's a close second with PVP. Um, okay. I don't, I don't do a lot of, I don't get to do a lot of either, right? Uh, like most of us create content, a lot of, you know, the time I play the game is is working on something, not just you know playing it for myself. Um, and so, you know, I'm not, I can kind of hold my own with PVP. I'm by no definition or you know, no stretch a top PVP. Or I mean, I know a lot of the guys, and you know, I can I can hang with some of them. I don't get decimated, but I'm not, you know, I'm generally not going to beat you know some of the senior guys like a robot. Pelly, Jayzod, some of those guys that, you know, that's all they do, literally, mm-hmm. you know, hours a day kind of thing. Um, but that's probably my favorite. Um, Thargoid combat, I enjoy a lot because of how complex it is in terms of yes. NPC combat, right? Yeah. You know, it's not just shooty shooty until they explode. I mean, there's a lot of strategy to it, as as you guys know. If you don't know, again, I have a mm-hmm. tutorial that covers, I have a tutorial on the, on the channel that covers how to kill a Thargoid because it is rather in depth. Um, and so, you know, I really enjoy that. Um, you know, I probably would say my second favorite, and it's relatively close, would be exploration, um, and specifically what I call sightseeing exploration. So I don't really enjoy the going around, just stumbling around, trying to find something. 
I like going and seeing, you know, a screenshot somebody found, something somebody great found. I'll note that in my Explorer log, and then at some point I'll go see it. Um, and right. so my alt, yeah, my alt just lives way out in the middle of nowhere. I think right now I'm about forty thousand light years out from Seoul. Um, and you know, when I get a chance to log into it just go see something incredible because uh, there is you know for those that haven't done actual there's some really cool stuff in and around mm. the bubble but man the stuff that's way out i mean it's yeah. it, I, I i think it's a shame that some of that stuff isn't closer have either of you guys actually been to a lightning storm lagrange cloud yes yes it is so cool i saw my first one on distant worlds too yeah have you been to one I don't think so. I don't think I have. Okay. Yeah. They, I've seen them. And, and the shame of it is they're, they're incredible. I think they're one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in the lead. The closest one of the bubbles, 11,000 light years. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, I get that you want to reward the explorers by giving them a reason to go that far. But I think by putting some of that stuff so far out of reach, I, I just think it does a disservice to the game for no real reason, in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the biology, a lot of the life that's in the game. You know, and there's a ton. You go to the wiki page for all the life forms. I mean, yeah. it's shocking how much stuff is there, right? And some of it, the closest one is fifty thousand, sixty thousand light years away. And yeah. so that means such an infinitesimally small percentage of players will actually get to experience that. I kind of don't really get the logic in that. And I think that there really should be more of that in, even from a scientific standpoint, I don't think it makes sense. Right. Why? I mean, why wouldn't that stuff be in our Nick of the, of the galaxy? So anyway, um, so, but back to enjoying things, right. Um, I do really, really like that. That's generally when I play by myself, the rare yeah. times I play by, by myself. Yep. I'll put on some good music, you know, toss in VR and just, you know, go fly through a Lagrange cloud, go to a nebula somewhere, you know, something like that. I uh, really love the SRV. I love being on planets in the SRV in again, in VR. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would say those are my favorites. What I'm good at. I, I think I'm very much a Jack of all trades, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I just, I, I know a lot of, a lot of a lot and I'm probably not, not necessarily, I wouldn't say Jack of all trades, master of none, but I'm only master of a few. Gotcha. Is there anything that you don't get to spend as much time doing that you'd like to? Um, I, I mean, I probably would go to either just combat in general or PVP. Um, and it's mainly again, just because timing, uh, you know, a lot of times when I, it's, you know, like syncing up with the people I want to PVP with, because that's a big part of PVP. If you've, and by the way, just to be clear, guys, getting ganked in Shinrata is not PVP. That's getting ganked by a douche. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm talking about either consensual, you know, Hey, you want to have a one V one? Yeah, great. Let's have a one V one. Give me a few minutes, that kind of PVP or, yeah. Maybe you're at Chenrard or Desiat and you're in a PVP ship and clearly somebody else is a PVP combat ship and you fight, right? Not just, you right. know, killing some poor trader or something like that, right? Right, um, right. And yeah, I don't I don't get a ton of time to do that. Um, and honestly, I finally uh, built an, uh, like went through and fully engineered an alt account so that I could PVP not as exegious just because, you know, like mm -hmm. a, a lot of people just want to, you know, they want to kill the YouTuber and things like that. Right. They, might, they might think the YouTuber is either good or thinks he's good none of which is the case um so i would rather just have a fun casual like you know like no kind of no nothing tied to it kind of fight if you get what i mean yeah oh yeah that's fine yeah and i'd say that uh you haven't gone here yet but probably my least favorite thing by far is trade yeah 
right? I trade to me. I, I, I don't mean to poop on the traders. I know you guys l- love it. I don't get it. I just, I just, I can't stand it. <laughs> right. I just like the whole, like fly here, click menus, fly here, click menus. It's just not my bag. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I can, I can appreciate that. I think, um, uh, from from the people that we've spoken to who um, adore trade, things along those lines, they're very much of a mindset that it's more of a like just a, re- a thing that they do to relax and chill out. In the same way that you you put on some music and go and explore and go and float around Absolutely. a nebula and stuff like that. For them, yep. it's the 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 trade and the making profit and just the, the the being in the spaceship and doing that that's probably the reason why a lot of people play euro truck simulator and things along those lines sure. as well because yeah. of yeah. that sure. well and they're not combat guys you know like i no, i've tried exactly. to and and it's funny for for a combat guy it's so almost hard for me to look at the game and think how could you not like the combat in elite because it's <laughs> you know i think arguably especially given engineering combat is the deepest part of the game um, right. mm-hmm. but that said you're exactly right and for me my just chill and do nothing type elite play if i'm not exploring um is uh material farming for engineering right so yeah people would think i was just as insane as i might think the traders are for just sitting there for hours at a time watching a movie flying around <laughs> gathering high grades or chris you know whatever it might be so so yeah that's why i don't mean to you know like it's i've, I've always no, said in our group yeah like i yeah. don't judge the way anybody plays a video game as long as you're not cheating right like yes. you do you man and that's the great thing about elite there's so many different yeah. ways for you to do you that great yeah i think like one of the both uh, we we will i will never ever stop and tell anybody that any of the fun that they do they have is wrong it's right. one of yeah. those things right. that there are there are a uh, uh, minority of people in this game who are like oh you're doing this well you're not doing that the right way that's and right yeah there isn't <laughs> while there are metas there isn't really a wrong way to do stuff in elite mm-hmm. you can find out that maybe it's not the most efficient way but that's it's right. not wrong per se as long as you're enjoying yourself that's right yeah, that's, that's right and yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah and that's also you know with with my channel and i think where you know where i've had some success is while i focus on the most efficient way to do things um the way that i've always tried to tell people to approach elite is, is there's days you work elite and there's days you play elite Okay. So for the days that I'm working elite, I want to do that as efficiently as I possibly can without obviously violating any terms of service or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to be as efficient when I'm doing non-play or what I consider play, right? And for me, like that's farming materials, right? For some people, as your point with trade, right? You know, that is their fun play and it doesn't necessarily need to be at, like I know one guy who's a big trader and he was, we were talking about something and I even remember saying, oh, well, why didn't you do it this way? Your profits would, you know, double or whatever it was. He was like, cause this is fun. Yeah. Great. Okay. Like how, how do I argue with that? You can't. Yeah. Right. So you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't argue. So stop arguing, people. No. Exactly. <laughs> we all play elite. I would imagine the vast majority of us to relax, to have fun, to engage with friends. So, mm-hmm. uh, so again, like I said, so long as you're not cheating and you're following the terms of service, who are any of us to tell each other how to play? Right? Exactly. It's yep. bloody exactly. Do you 
Do you have a squadroning game? We do, yeah. Um, so our squadron is called Squadron 11. Um, mm-hmm. Our Discord is Level 11, which is why we came out of Squadron 11. Um, and yeah, like we have a pretty big um, BGS group. We've all been kind of taking a break for the last... I've, I've kind of taken a break from the game for the last few months. And, you know, t- things tend to slow down a little bit if I'm not kind of pushing the Discord. I don't lead RPGs at all, to be clear, because um, I don't get time to. I don't have... I, don't, I barely even get time to participate in RPGs because by the way i should toss out real quick bgs background simulation so that's everything to do with the like when you're in a station and you see a mission board and you see all the different factions all of that is background simulation for those that don't know um and you can be your own faction that then can dominate the galaxy and you know i think our squadrons we're in about a 20 systems or so something like that um you know so not big but not tiny Mm -hmm. um we've got I don't know, probably in game, it says 150 or so. Realistically, we've probably got between, oh, I don't know, between 10 and 30 that are engaged in BGS at any given moment, you know? So, um, and we, we go in fits and spurts, like six months ago, our our group was just heads down, super into it. Um, and like I said, for the last month or two, we just, you know, a lot of us, a lot of our leadership doesn't have time, right? Life gets in the way. So... And that a few is, of us have had thing. some losses. Yeah, a few of our group have had some losses around COVID um, that have right. kept kept us away as well. So, but yep. you're you, we we found that in that downtime between Galnet not being there and then Galnet coming back, that was the mm-hmm. most productive I think that my squadron has ever been in the BGS. Interesting. It, it gave them something to do. So that was sure, that sure. was something at least. Well, well, the, while we still have probably about, around the same sort of between. 10 and 30 people who are like engaged with the BGS at any, any time. I've certainly taken a step back from it with with doing it because there's just been so much going on at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it when I get to do it. And it's the kind of thing where like, usually if we're in a war, I mean, I being a combat guy, Mm -hmm. um, I'll, you know, I'll jump in when I can to, to, you know, to help in a war, that kind of stuff. Uh, And then most of the guys that, you know, we all have our click of, I think most of us, our click of friends that we play with and the, really all of the core guys that I play with, again, we're all combat guys. Um, and then most of them are, you know, are PVP specifically. Um, so that's where, you know, I tend to not do much of BGS. Like if it's just cargo running or just simple mission running bluntly, I'm just, I don't have enough interest to then Fair also enough. take the limited time I have to, you know, to do that. Right. Do you, so. um, do you as a squadron do participate in, um, some of the PVP, PVP tournaments that are organized? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. We um, so the last tournament was, oh God, what was it? Uh, three, four months ago, something like that. Um, and yeah, so we filled a squadron. Um, and uh, and and we did not do well, to be honest. Uh, we got <laughs> we got put out uh in the like so you 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 definitely fight in two fights. There's three round or two rounds, right? There's three fights per round. Uh, and we went uh, you know. We we lost two zero two zero right so we didn't we didn't even win a single match now to our defense we got paired with the the team that won first place in our first round and the team that won second place in our second round so we literally oh, wow. got like just <laughs> right off the bat we just got <laughs> slaughtered right um and uh, now that said it was fun we also fielded a team where we had one we have one guy on our team cement who is I, not absolute top skill pvp but very good right can hold his own with just about everybody um another friend apostolakis who is about at the same skill as i'm he's 
probably at the time was a little better because he was getting more time to play than I was, but we're pretty even. And then the rest of our team, I want to say we had six and you field, you know, team of four each time. Um, the others right. had, or maybe it's seven had never, ever, ever PVP before with one of them barely have even ever done combat before. Okay. Wow. So we, Yikes. you know, to their credit, you know, we got together and practiced and it was, everybody had a great time and that's why we did it. Right. And the guys that we fought against, we knew them. So, you know, I mean, it, there was some ribbing, but you know, like the, the community, the PVP community gets a lot of, and some of it's fair, but a lot of unfair criticism for being toxic. And what you have to appreciate is there really are two PVP communities. There's the guys that do the organized events like we were in. They're great. They're very welcoming. They're very helpful. If you're new, you don't have an attitude. Hey, can you help me? I've got a question. Fantastic. Absolutely go. Those are the groups to, to, to fight with. And if you're interested in this, that's the place to go. It's the kind of inconsensual ganker griefer just i'm gonna just shoot yeah. you no matter what you know flying frag mambas that you just want to stay away from okay yeah. and these fortunately these were the, the nice guys so it was all in good fun and they were even honestly they were even nice enough and this generally happens if you go to uh the pvp hub um and just quickly there's a system san to s-a-n-t-u yep. um which is the pvp home system you can go there and basically raise your hand say hey is anybody up for a fight that kind of thing those guys again are great right they they if you do a wing fight and they know that you know let's just say the three of us were in a wing fight and Sai, you've never been in a wing fight they will specifically not target you until the very end right rather than just be a dick and and take you out first right they right. don't do that kind of stuff because they want to encourage you to stick around and have a good experience yeah. right so, yeah right so for those that are considering it all that's the way you want to go i actually have a video on the on the channel a beginner's guide to pvp and quickly not to poop on Yamix, but please don't watch Yamix's video. There's a lot wow. that's wrong in his PvP <laughs> Beginner's Guide video. Wow. I, I just, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about making a rebuttal video to it to cover a few things. I would say the two biggest things, please don't use heal beams. And what was the other one uh, 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 that was so bad? And fighters. You cannot use fighters. heal beams and yeah. fighters. Fighters are broken right now. If you deploy a fighter with another human in the instance, you'll be fine. Everybody else will have massive lag. And yeah. heal beams are so completely broken, nothing can overpower them. So we collectively in the PvP community have agreed not to run heal mm -hmm. weapons because they're just there's no point at that point, right? It's they, just not they fun break anymore. the pro the they, uh, they break the, the game. PvP experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So those are my two big complaints I had with, with Yannick's video. Love Yannick's, by the way. Like all, all the love, wow. right? Don't mean, to, don't mean to really poop on him, but yeah, I think he got mm -hmm. that one a little wrong, if uh -huh. I can mention. <laughs> so, and I would say this to Yannick, so I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to start shit. So, <laughs> so yeah. So to end that, if, if it's something that you thought that you would be interested in, right, you're welcome to join the Level 11 Discord and come chat with us. Um, there's a lot of other great groups that that you can learn pvp from that that i, I can help steer you to my um, beginner's guide on pvp covers a lot of that as well probably the saddest requirement is if you want to be even remotely competitive you must have a fully engineered ship yeah. so full engineering basically pretty much all the engineers unlocked you can kind of avoid the colonia ones but yeah you're going to need you're going to need that ship because the last thing you want to do is when you're not as good start with not as good a ship too Right. So, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the unfortunate, the unfortunate reality of it.
So when you're uh, when you're tooling around the galaxy doing stuff, whether it's for videos or playing, like you're you're actually in there playing, whether you're working the mm-hmm. game or playing the game, if you mm-hmm. run into trouble, who is it that you turn to for for assistance? Define trouble, like something I don't understand in the game, that kind of trouble. Uh, that yeah, th- th- mostly I think it's going to be that sort of thing. Is like if you yeah. if you run into some sort of logistical trouble in figuring out what to do or what you're you know what you're going through, as opposed to like running out of fuel or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm going to answer in two ways. Cause I think there's two ways to answer okay. this one. If it's, if it's, I'm in trouble, IE somebody's attacking me. I, so I need in I need help right from other ships. Right. I would obviously contact our squadron, you know, the, the core right. group of friends I play with, uh, beyond that, if it's now we're getting more into a, a co- like trying to under, like I'm, I'm trying to understand a game mechanic or wait a minute, something seems funky, that kind of thing. Um, you know, right. I would say, Again, probably first would be the very close group of guys that I play with. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not to kiss my own ass here too much, but I probably wouldn't because I probably know those parts of the game better than those guys do. Um, so right. I probably then would go to you know, other leaders in the community, guys like Yamix, um, I mean, potentially yourself, Mal, I mean, the, the group from the, you know, from the Odyssey Discord, you know, those senior oh, types yeah, yeah. of folks. Right. If that's where, if, if, if that's what you're asking, if it's, you know, if it's something like, oh, here's a good example. Recently, we were going to do some AX stuff, some anti Xeno stuff. And I don't remember what the question was, but we had some question around it. Well, first person I went to was Gluttony Fang, um, who those that don't know right. Gluttony is one of the, I believe, founder and still leader of Anti Xeno Initiative, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, the anti Thargoid um, group. Um, so I would go to, you know, I'd go to, to um to gluttony right so hey gluttony i was i i heard that you know if you want to run silent you know whatever it might be that sort of thing right um so you know i i I've, i think i'm good at or i very much try to be the type that will go ask somebody versus just try to fly i mean might figure it out on myself but at the same time i have no ego about asking for help right if i know right. if i think somebody has the answer i'm absolutely going to go to them first versus spend the time that it might take me to actually figure it out Yeah. Um, So it just would depend on on kind of the maybe if it was around exploration or trade, I might go to Obsidian, right? If it was Thargoids, I'd go to Gluttony, you know, that kind of thing. Is that kind of where you were going? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I might I might post it to Twitter. You know, I might ask something like that. I mean, so I think that those of us that have developed our, you know, kind of weird way to say it, but our own communities, our own group of people that we know, you know, have all of those resources. Um, And again, I have no ego about about not asking somebody, you know, one of the great things about this game, I think last time I looked. I'm well above 7000 hours. I don't think I'm quite to eight, but pretty close. Mm. And I still learn something almost every time I play the game. I learn some Mm -hmm. little thing, right? I just, you know, whatever it might be, some little tiny game mechanic that I didn't quite know almost every time I play. I like being able to um, teach sort of more vet, like tell, not more veteran players per se, but like the people who got me into elite, like uh, my my second in command, um, like getting when he... I, I what was the thing that I did the other day? We were mining, and I put okay. my landing gear down so that you don't have the flashing light in the cockpit. You know, something uh-huh. simple like that. Uh-huh. So if you uh-huh. put your landing gear down, you don't have the flashing light trend. in the cockpit. Right. So we you don't just, get the like, proximity. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. don't get the proximity yeah. stuff because you've got the things down. And he was like, "I never knew that." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> you know what? You know what? Like fourteen thousand hours in the game, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> admit." 
I never considered putting it down to stop the proximity while I was in an asteroid field. That's a great idea, right? It's I mean, so I, good now, because it's now, maybe distracting. Yeah, of course I know that it does that, but I just had not considered that. So great yeah. example. Perfect example right there of something that I, I, I've used. A good trick for that is in certain situations, put your gear down. That way you can't accidentally boost because you can't mm-hmm. boost yeah. your gear down, right? So yeah. yeah, no, great idea. Great idea. It's kind of like a quick follow-up question for that, running yeah. into trouble and asking people stuff. Do you find that uh, those sort of situations drive your content that, that they give uh, you? Yeah. I, well, let me think about that. Yes, Yes and kind of no. I would say they they certainly inform the content, and a lot of right. times those questions come up while I'm working on content. Um, because gotcha. one of the things one of the things I've always really strived to do is to be extremely factually correct with everything that I say, and I've you know, right. certainly made my mistakes, certainly gotten things wrong before. Right? I try to do some sort of update when that happens. Right? Um, but because I try to be very detailed and very specific you know, with the facts that I present, since that's really what I do, right? A lot of times, yeah, it'll be confirming things. Somebody will tell me something. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And so I'll go test it or I'll go look into it, you know, things like that. But yeah, um, I would say probably what informs the content choices more, there's two, two main things I would say. One, what I'm interested in. That's first and foremost. I generally... Occasionally, I'll go kind of look through Google searches and stuff and see what people are looking for and kind of what's hot. But I find that that's stuff I don't want to do. It's just typical credit stuff. It's typical, you know, just it's it's a lot of stuff I've already covered, number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so it's it's what I'm most interested in at the moment or somebody will ask me a question and I'm like, wow, that's not obvious to somebody and, you know, and a video will be born from it. Um, or I think of right. something that's, you know, somebody we discussed in and it's a little more complex and they don't quite get it. Uh, like my shield cell bank video is a good example of that in that I was teaching a buddy how to do double banking for, for PVP once and thought, wait a minute, why have I never covered this in a video? And I, you know, I did a video on cell banks, right? So, so it's kind of, kind of both ways, but more the questions that I get asked than, than right. questions I ask. Gotcha. What's your fondest memory or the most amazing thing that's happened to you when you've been playing? Is there anything that springs to mind? Ooh. Okay. So if we're saying, if I think the first thing that popped into my head, and this isn't specifically playing, but it's elite related. First thing that popped in my head was the first time um, Obsidian Ant shouted me out in a video, right? That was pretty pretty damn cool. Right. I got to admit that because when I first started, you know, Obsidian was already making content. And so, you know, to like all of us, you know, he's kind of, he's the famous, you know, elite YouTuber. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And so, yeah, like I had already, he had DM'd me before. And so, you know, I had chatted with him a little bit. Wonderful guy. If it's not obvious, he's a fantastic guy. Um, And so we, chatted just a tiny bit um and somebody dm'd me and was like oh my god obsidian mentioned i don't even remember what video it was right but he you know he mentioned one of your videos <laughs> today and i was just like oh my god like it was just you know like the like you know a, a pop star had just mentioned me almost yeah. I mean, not really, right you get where i'm going um in terms i of totally game, get it no absolutely yeah in terms of playing the game i, I mean that first interdiction i, I mentioned earlier on mm-hmm. was was something i really re- re- remember um Oh, oh yeah, actually, I remember the first night that the ancient ruins were discovered. Okay. Uh, I want to say that would have been like 
man, was that 2017? I think it was late 2017. And I remember a group of us, you know, rushing down to Pleiades um, and all like, you know, trying to find the site um, and it just being so creepy and, you know, everybody trying to figure out what did it mean and what's here, you know, and and the the spires, the sites where the spires rise up out of the ground. Um, And so that's more like everything that pops into my head is more social around the game. It's not just playing the game uh, but i would mm-hmm. say yeah that was pretty great and then i also very vividly remember the first night that the thargoids showed up at we couldn't fight them because we didn't have, you know, if you guys remember we didn't have the ax weapons yet uh they get hyper addicted or hyper um, hyper interdicted hyper addicted um and yeah that first hyper addiction was also really special uh, because they're not it's not as good as it is now if you guys know yeah. the original hyperdictions were much creepier the music the, the audio was better they were there were it was a different cutscene that we get now and it was it was much better and creepier i don't know why they changed it uh but yeah that's that's pretty much what pops in my head when i think of that that's fair that's fair. all very good examples i love it yeah, yeah. if something else pops in better i'll, I'll say but yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice so let's say uh, somebody discovers time travel. You can go back to the very first day you played Elite. What What is the one most important piece of advice you would give yourself as a brand new commander? Ooh, man, that's good. <laughs> Let me think about that for a second. I mean, usually say, think about who your character is and what you want to do. But if we're thinking about sheer mechanics i think these days it would probably be not to rush i think it's really i get the desire to you know make a billion credits you know unlock shinrata get an anaconda as fast as you can and i think if you're that and honestly in some ways i am that player like i just started replaying ghost recon breakpoint Uh, i was on sale so i picked it up and you know the first few hours i spent or first 15 20 hours i spent playing the game was just going around and leveling up maxing out my character and getting all the weapons before i even really started the game and some would argue that's a dumb way to do it but i think if you and if even if you did elite that way then making sure you slow down and go through the other ships, right? Make sure you've yeah. tried every bit of gameplay. Um, I think then, generally, when I talk to folks that are brand new and I've given some advice very early on, and I did this very late. Now, one of these didn't exist at the time, but very early, I would suggest getting Felicity Farseer unlocked and the Guardian Frameshift Drive Booster unlocked. Those yeah. two, right? For those that don't know, the, the Frameshift Drive Booster adds up to 10 and a half light years of jump range to every ship. So it's not a multiplier, it's just a straight addition. Um, and Felicity is easily the most useful engineer because she does grade yeah. five frameshift drive she does grade three thrusters she does shield boosters life support i mean she does a wide range of things a lot of them only to grade one but for a casual that's almost all you need and so i think having those two unlocked and then engineering a couple frameshift drives because that's going to have a a a measurable impact that if you're you know if you're still flying around in a 20 to 25 light year dbx and that's kind of your maximum range ship, uh-uh, right? Like you yep. should be easily able to get a DBX to 60, if not 70. Yep. And so I think then 
having something like that early, because I remember actually this story I used to tell a lot. I, I was in the community discord one day and I, you know, again, I had a couple thousand hours at the time. So I knew, I knew what I was doing. Okay. And a guy comes in and he asks us all, you know, he just started playing and, and he's looking for help and he had just flown quote unquote flown across the bubble or the galaxy um, and his Viper and it took forever and he doesn't know what to do. Well, he had no money. He had a Viper three <laughs> and a Cobra three, both were outfit horribly. Right. Cause uh, for beginners, that's another thing I would probably like understand outfitting fast. Cause that was one of the first, that, that was the most complicated thing for me early on um, was understanding how outfitting works. And we kept telling him, well, look, here's what you need to do. Sell the Viper, take the proceeds from the Viper and properly outfit the Cobra three, then build yourself up a little bit. If you want another Viper, buy another Viper. And he said, oh, well, I, I, there's no way I'm flying all the way back over there. And it was like 10 jumps. By the way, 10 <laughs> jumps might sound like a lot when you're new. A jump is one minute. So like he was 10 minutes away, right? He was, And he was, no, there's no way I'm flying all the way back there. So we're all kind of, oh, okay. And then 30 seconds later, he's like, so what do you guys think I should do? And we're like, well, we just told you, you should. And we tell him the same thing again. And he's like, I just, no, I, there's no way I'm, and this was pre-ship transfer too, by the way. Right. There's no way I'm, I'm going all the way back there. So we're all, well, okay then. And again, he goes, so what should I do? And we're like, dude. And I finally was like, look, dude, we've told you, you've had a group of veteran players tell you three or four times what you do. If you don't want to do it, fine. But, but we don't know what else to tell you. The next thing we hear yeah. is, donk as he leaves the discord. And we're just like, <laughs> okay. Right. Like, you know, if you don't want to hear the answer, don't ask the question kind of thing. Yeah. Right? So, you know, don't be afraid of that. Cause I do remember when I was early on, like, 10, 15 jumps. Oh my God, really? Well, a jump's a minute, you know, 45 seconds yeah. too fast. It's just not a big deal. Right. So yeah, but yeah, getting Felicity unlocked and getting the guardian booster, neither of which are all that hard. You know, we're talking from beginner to having both of those is 10 hours. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, and the, the, the impact, you know, if you've got a 20 light year taxi, cause everybody should have, a, in my opinion, taxi, something to get you around yep. from point A to point B, not a combat ship. Don't you just a simple taxi, right? Having a taxi right. that is 70 light years versus one that's 30. I mean, I, you're, you're cutting your jumps in half, literally like your, your amount yeah. of time spent doing nothing just, just have. So it's a big, big difference. It's a really good piece of advice. It's a really good yeah. piece of advice. Unlocking Farseer and and that because it really it makes such a significant. It's in the long run getting getting your frame shift drive as optimized as you can is such right. a significant mm-hmm. makes such a significant impact on the whole game as opposed to just yeah. like yeah, that's right. That's right. Saying, oh, take your time and all of that sort of malarkey. Yeah, because, you know, when you get through the engineers, let's say, I'm just make something up. You unlock Ramta. He's the one that, Ramta, he's the one that does, you know, limpets and heat mm-hmm. sinks and utilities, right? Well, great. Having, you know, an extra ammo heat sink is pretty critical in PvP. Having a lightweight chaff could be great. You know, things like that are great. But those are such a minor impact. You know, we're talking like you're, you're min-maxing at that point, but every ship has a frame shift drive. Every yeah. ship has thrusters. Every ship has a power plant. And Felicity can do all of those. And I think ultimately, for those that haven't gotten to, into engineering, maybe you've done Felicity, maybe you haven't. Realistically, unless your goal is PvP or high-end Thargoid combat, meaning like Hydras and Medusas and you know the top guys, the only engineers you really need are the first five. Right, Felicity, yeah. Elvira, Dweller, Todd the Blaster, and Celine Jean. With the five of right. them, you can build, I mean, again, anything short of a high-end PvP ship or a high-end Thargoid ship. So, yeah. and, and 
Those five are not that difficult to unlock. They're not that much work. And the quality of life improvement of a ship engineer with the five of them versus stock, I mean, there's just, unfortunately, in, a, in some ways, there is no comparison. I mean, they're, they're yeah. it's Sidewinder versus, uh, you know, versus Anaconda at that point. It's such yeah. a big difference. Now going forward and looking looking to the future of Odyssey and all of that cool putting your your boots on the ground um what are you what would you say that you are most looking forward to seeing when odyssey is released now this can be something that we already know about or that you're still hoping for yeah 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 um <laughs> uh let me let me put let me think of the positive answer to this first uh probably what i'm most looking forward to are the new environments right? The Mm -hmm. new atmospheric planets, right? Being able to fly through something that has a light atmosphere, you know, from the screenshots we've seen already with the way the light's refracting off that, you know, being able to be in the SRV. I'm thrilled that while I wish they were doing VR for the on-foot stuff, I understand why they're not. Um, I think that can be done very well. Half-Life Alex proved that you could do on-foot shooter stuff wonderfully well in VR, uh, but right. it's very difficult. And I am glad the way they're handling it in that, you know, we can still fly our ships through those atmospheres. We could still drive the SRV in VR um, because that's what, of everything that we know of so far, I'm most interested in. Um, I'm trying to keep an open mind with the first-person shooter aspect of it because I do enjoy first-person shooters, mm-hmm. no question. I mean, that's I mean, you know, I started literally on Doom and and Wolfenstein 3D, you know, to show my mm. age a little bit back in the day. Um, <laughs> the and so, you know, yeah. yeah, absolutely right. So I've always been into shooters. That said, being blunt, I have. If I wasn't making content, I don't know that I would be buying Odyssey, to be blunt. I probably still would because of the atmospheric stuff, but it is bluntly in no way what I want out of the game, right? I I play Elite Dangerous to fly spaceships, not to run around first person shooter style, you know, shooting things. Um, And so, you know, given it seems that Odyssey is going to be a huge percentage just combat as opposed to any sort of real on foot gameplay kind of non-combat gameplay a la you know no man's sky at least you know from what we know so far at least um i'm having a hard time getting excited by it i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying to keep an open mind about it right and i want to see what they've got but it's kind of the same thing that when i look at star citizen right? Yeah. The, the on yeah. foot part of star citizen, I have no interest in it. It's just a time waster that it takes me to get to my ship so that I can then go fly. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as what I hoped from Odyssey, um, really the main, like back, you know, before we even knew what Odyssey was say a year ago, maybe two years ago. And we, but we knew you know, something was coming. Right. And it was the debate between, you know, are we going to get space legs or are we going to get atmospheric planets, like true atmospheres, right? Like, you know, biomes right. and things like that. That's what I wanted. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've never cared out on foot. Um, and I get that there's a huge percentage of players that do. And I'll admit in the back of my head, I constantly think, is that really what all these people want? Right. Do they really, you know, we got, there was a lot, as you guys know, a lot of pushback about the fact that we can't walk around our ships. Okay. Right. I get that pushback, but I also am of the mindset of, I don't care. I've walked around my ship in VR a little bit. Right. Right. And it Mm -hmm. was cool for 
five minutes. Beyond that, where's where's the gameplay? That's that's always yeah. been my opinion about it. Right? Like, I want gameplay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same mindset. Dude. Yeah, so I'm trying not to poo-poo it, right? Again, I, I it's it's only fair to go in with an open mind to see what they've got. Um, but it is hard for me. I've said this a lot, too. It's hard for me to believe that Frontier can make a high-quality first-person shooter. That's not what Frontier yeah. does, right? You yeah. know, if I look at Ubisoft, right? Absolutely, they can do one, right? You know, you look at companies like that, and sure, and even those companies, I mean, good God, look at Cyberpunk 2077 showing us yeah. that, you know, a, an ambitious first-person shooter is not an easy thing to do. Now, I've also made yeah. the flip side joke that is, what if by some miracle, it's the next Fortnite? Like the first person shooter in Odyssey is just so incredible for some reason. There's some mechanic that we don't really know about or haven't appreciated yet that literally like the whole internet comes to start playing it because of the first person shooter. You never know. Right. I doubt that. (laughs) Right. But, but I I want to give them, it's only fair to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, and see what it is before I make that judgment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. That's fair. I think in that way, the, what I think you're you're probably most looking forward to is actually getting your hands on it and seeing what it's all about. Absolutely, I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yes, I've, I, like everyone, right? I mean, as yeah. as you yeah. guys, oh, yes. yeah, as you guys oh, specifically man. know, the big disappointment that I think I've had is the extreme lack of input that Frontier's gotten from us. Right? Mm-hmm. right. I mean, I, you know, I, I I've said this a lot too. I can't imagine any company building a AAA game that has a incredibly devout fan base like elite has that has a large portion of that fan base. Who's incredibly knowledgeable of the game, much more so than the developer that wants to engage that the developer knows well, and they still just completely ignore and don't engage with that's from a business perspective. That's hard for me to understand. Right. So that's the biggest frustration of, yeah, like, you know, we, we all know the community. We all know what the community wants. Let us give some input. Okay. Well, there's no input. All right. So now we just got to wait and see what we're going to get. And sadly, can you guys think of a release we've had where we weren't, we were, where we weren't disappointed? Yeah. It takes a while to think, doesn't it? (laughs) The the silence kind of says it all. Right. Um, for me, I don't really, I haven't really had, um, I, I started playing after Horizons came out. I was okay, super okay. happy. I was super, super happy with the, um, with the fleet carrier update. And that's kind okay. of my, my only, my only Big experience with an update like that. Mm, yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, to, to say, cause I, I came to like the guardians and the, all of, when the guardians and the Thargoids and all of that stuff got released, I was very late to the party with that. Gotcha. Um, I was like, gotcha. that's never going to be something that interests me. And then I, I adore it. Um, all, yeah, all of that sure, malarkey of and all, 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 all of that. Cause I, I spent my first, what sort of, 12, 18 months of playing this game, I spent just working the BGS and learning what made the BGS work. And that was like my my sole focus at that point. And only more recently after that so in the in the following sort of few years I was like able to delve into other stuff. So my only sort of like real knowledge was the the fleet carrier and the fleet carriers sure. coming out and i know that they changed sure. the fleet carriers as they were going and stuff but for me the final project product of the fleet carrier i was incredibly pleased with it and i still love my fleet carrier so um that's like my my only point of reference is that i don't really have yeah and you know i'll point of reference with it 
I'll say that first of all, a question real quick. When did you start playing, Cy? Uh December 2015. No, hang on. Okay. December 2017, 16. Okay. It's in one of those years. Okay. I've been playing for okay, a fair okay. amount of time. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, I would say that so to to address the fleet carrier stuff in general, I'm actually pretty pleased with fleet carriers too, right? I said now I think I think where maybe some of my disappointment with fleet carriers came were they could be so much more. Now, I think that's a general disappointment a lot of us have with Elite, right? We see so much potential that I feel in the years the game has existed, a lot of it has been squandered. Uh, But, you know, there there still is. At least we're not Star Citizen. We have an actual game, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And um, I think that I always said about fleet carriers, as long as I can move my entire fleet around, that's all I want out of the fleet carrier. And for me, right. yeah, it's great. Like to be able to just take all my ships down to Thargoid Hunt, not have to transfer them. In the, so it, it opened up being able to use so many more of my ships in, in, in such an easier way. In that regard, it's fantastic, right? Um, the problems then I think that came with fleet carriers are, uh, you know, first of all, the release, the, the first beta and the numbers and all that perfect example right. of if Frontier would have just talked to us for five minutes before the mm-hmm. release, any of us could have told them what, what the community response was going to be. To their credit, they changed it, which was fantastic, right? Um, but, you know, I think that there's just, there's always, there was something that just, oh, like little things. Like, why are we limited to 120 modules still? Why does my oh carrier my have gosh. 25, quote, yes. unquote, thousand slots, but I can only have 120 of my own modules? Okay. Now I know I am an outlier. I own 80 ships that only store modules. Right. That's, that's how many engineer modules I've got. 80, 80 storage ships. And I've got 42 fully grade five ships. Okay. And yes, I should probably just go sell half of them. It's probably crap. I will never use again, but you know what? I went and ground out those modules to test them for something. Exactly. Why throw them away? Right? No, you're a holder, I, mate. I think you've got a problem. Oh, I totally am. I totally am. <laughs> right? I totally am. Right? But 120 is still such an arbitrary, just, yeah. I don't know if you guys know how 120 came around. Originally, it was 60. It was 60, 60 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And on a live stream, they flipped a coin. I'm sure this was a bit of a joke. They flipped a coin and it was heads. Okay, well, up to 120. What? Like, yeah. That, that, what? Like, why can't I buy storage space to store a thousand modules? Yeah. Right. So mm. it's, it's the little things like that that tend to disappoint because there, in my opinion, there's so many little things like that. I, I bet you I could name a hundred, literally a hundred little yep. things that would take very little time to do and would dramatically change the quality of life yep. in the game. Somewhere there's a variable that says 120. Right, change it right. to 240. Right. Right, like that's no, like no, all no, you no, would no, have no, to. No. Don't don't start with two hundred and forty. Aim high, aim high, man. Yeah, change it to a thousand. A thousand is right? fine. Yeah, just add an extra zero. Put an extra zero yeah. on the end. Twelve hundred. Yeah. Right. Or just, I was just hoping with the carriers, right? Just give me yeah. the ability to outfit module storage. Great, I'll pay for it. Yeah. Like charge me a million dollars a week, whatever. I don't care. Right. But this now, I would, I would pay more than a million right. dollars a week for that. Here's what I think is the most interesting. Like it, and this kind of goes along with your ask us what we want. Weird business decision stuff. Yeah. What's always confused me about about the way. God, I, I'm trying to think of how to word this that it doesn't sound like I'm just being a complete. No, no, go ahead. Ass. We get it. But we get it. But it's it's the the opportunity because this is not what I want. 
But I keep coming back to the fact that Frontier could so easily microtransaction the crap out of me with extra commander slots, extra module storage, things like that. It's a huge opportunity to make a whole crap load of real world money and they're not doing it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that to me seems really weird. Well, let me address that real quick. So I would say I'm very glad they don't go that route. Same. Right. Specifically. And I get, by the way, you're absolutely right from a business perspective, right? But to their credit, they have they have said in the past, and right. they have stuck with this, that Elite would never be pay to win. Now, people right. people define pay right. to win different ways. I define it in the very broad. If I can pay money for something that affects the way the game is played, and so buying extra module story slots for real money, I would consider that pay to win, right? I, right. And I've said on record, if Frontier ever yep. adds a pay to win mechanic, you will see me reset my account on stream and I will be done, right? Yeah. So yep. I'm glad they don't go that route. But to your point, and I, mean, and I, and I think the problem yeah. is yeah. part of my, from the business perspective, I, my gut says somebody up, up, up above is looking at the books and they're making money and they, uh, they I, Imagine they make a lot off, you know, the cosmetic microtransactions, right? And they they're doing enough. They're doing enough, yeah. right? It's enough. It's enough to meet their targets. It's enough to sell the game because they're going to sell Odyssey no matter what. We know that, right? Right. Um, in fact, a video I because I, like I said at the beginning, I don't do a lot of commentary. A commentary video I've been thinking about doing is either a, one video or even two videos. If it's two videos, one would be why Odyssey will be a huge success, and the other would be why Odyssey will be a massive failure. Because I think <laughs> it's going to be both, right? Yeah. I think they're going to sell it just yeah. fine. I think from the uh, from a financial standpoint, it will almost certainly be a success, um, unless yep. it's you know a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launch. Um, right. And at the same time, I think there's a large percentage of the community we know some of them that it does not matter what's in Odyssey, they will hate it. Right. right. Um, right. And I am really trying not to be in that group. I really am yeah. trying hard not to be right. Um, because yep. I don't want to be in that group. Emotionally, I feel like I'm in that group, but I don't want to be in it. Right. So I'm trying hard yeah. to make sure I give it that fair shot. Right. Yep. Um, but I think that's what it comes down to. I think from a business perspective, they look at it. We're making money. We don't need to engage with these people and then risk things getting leaked. And because as we know, there's clearly somebody at Frontier who, puts a lot of stock in that and thinking that's right. bad when I think that's arguable that it's bad even when stuff gets right. leaked. Uh, but regardless, right. I, I, that's my gut. Right. But yeah, you know, it's not fair to say that because none of us actually know. And that's the frustration with frontier. Yeah. I, I said this at the top yeah. before we started recording, I'll say it now. Sadly, in my opinion, at least my, I'll speak for myself. I love frontier. Or excuse me. I love elite in spite of frontier, not because of frontier. And I think that's right. a real shame. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring up, you bring up a good point. Company culture is driven top down in almost every instance, right? That's right. So if the people at the top are looking at that bottom line and they're saying, and they look around at their surroundings, they look at their profit margins and they say, yeah, that's good enough. Good enough is what trickles down and good enough is what would prevent all of the stuff we've been talking about that would be an easy fix. It'd be an easy way to make extra money. It'd be an easy thing to, to drop into game as a quality life improvement and not make extra money on it. That's right. Either way, That's right. like no matter which way you go, it's an easy improvement to the game. Um, and if it, if money doesn't make them implement it and the community doesn't make them implement it, 
it's got to be culture. It's got That's to be that top down. You know what? It's good enough. Don't rock the boat. Yep. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. to be fair, right? Let me let me let me also flip side this, which is right. Absolutely, I think there are people, and I think there are more people than not at Frontier that absolutely love Elite, right? I, I don't yeah. want to leave yep. the impression that I think that it's a bunch of disgruntled guys who don't care about the game. I do not want to give that impression to anybody, right? I think the guys that are in the trenches, and my my belief from what we see, the guys that are developing in the trenches, I think those guys are great. I think they're doing some great work. We, we all appreciate the sound team, how incredible the sound team is. Uh, I think they've done a great job. I don't know where the problem is. I don't know to your point, Mal, if it's cultural, but right to, to your bigger point, those problems generally come from the top. And I think it has felt like since Sandro, you know, gave up the reins a couple of years ago. And at that, it was a little before that, I believe that Braben from a day-to-day standpoint had stepped back, which I mean, makes sense. He's the CEO of a half a billion dollar company now, right? That it felt like there was no single passion head of the company anymore. Right. Right. Like I can't even name the last two or three um, uh, game directors. I can't even think of the guy's name right now. What is it? Pierce something. Pierce, uh, something Pierce Morgan. Morgan. I yeah, know, is it Morgan. Morgan? It's not Pierce Morgan. It's, Who is it? It's no, Pierce but it's, something. It's, yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Like, but I don't really know that. Like, because that person, he, and, I, and by the way, I don't mean to shit on him either. Cause I don't know him. Right. I don't know his, his engagement. Right. But I know Pierce that he's Jackson. not engaged with us. Pierce Jackson, thank you. That's it. Right? Jackson, I know he's not is. engaged. He's not engaged with us. Right? right. And hey, you could argue that that's not his job. And I do think that the new community team has made some improvements from the old. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. But we're clearly not there, in my opinion, where, where if I were the CEO or heaven forbid, oh my God, what a disaster that'd be. <laughs> if I was <laughs> leading a team like that, right? the engagement level would change. Right. Right. So, right. Right. But again, I don't want to shit on the guys in the trenches, anything like yeah. that. I think those guys, and I, I, my, my strong assumption is the vast majority of folks at frontier are doing a fantastic job. Right. The, the problems that we see, I do not believe come from them. Right. So, yeah, just, yeah, to, just to be perfectly clear. probably accurate. Um, Okay, I think for uh, for regular questions, that's a that's a throw in the towel kind of thing. But we do have a lightning round. Oh, we like okay. to throw in at the end. Hey, so, sounds great. Elite dangerous focus questions. The idea is to answer as quickly as possible and try and be as accurate as possible. Um, you see, accurate. We're putting accurate in inverted commas just right now. I got that's you. Correct. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. If you're uh, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and give it now, a is go. This, is this competitive? Do I get points? No, right? you do not. Oh, no points. No. So you get my, you get my, for people. you get my competitive, <laughs> you get my competitive ego involved, and and you know I'm, I'm there, right? But no, what do you got? Here we go. What's your favorite ship? Ship Sidewinder. Least favorite ship? Anaconda. Best ship in the game? Crate Mark II. Worst ship? Cobra Four. What's your favorite station? Uh, uh McTurner Base in the California Nebula. Uh, favorite system? I, I'm going to have to look up the name of it. If I think of a bubble system, the first one that popped in my head is uh, Perico, Parcio. It's, I think it's a system right. that, uh, what's this, uh, that, uh, da, 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 da. 
streamer, uh, 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 Malik, the Malik's, Malik's home system. Uh, uh, but yeah. really, my favorite system, and I, I'd have to look up the name of it. It's in a video I did. Um, but it's this crazy ass system. It's a single nebula system um, that has three lightning storm Lagrange clouds. It's in this incredible dense nebula with a neutron wow. star. Again, I can't remember the name of it, but it is the most stunning system. I, I've ever seen in the game. We'll have to find yeah. it and put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll find, um, you know what? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll DM it to you later. True or false? There's a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. Of course there is, but you have to go in a large class ship. That's right. Uh, <laughs> engineered or vanilla modules in your ship? Oh, everything's engineered. I don't fly at this point. I don't fly anything that's not. Alliance, Federation, Empire, or Independent? Don't give a crap. <laughs> I don't get into that part of the game at all. Yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> I, if I was going to pick just for myself, I'd pick Independent. Favorite power play leader? Ooh. Are we going from like lore perspective or module? You can quick fire around whichever. Whichever. Ooh, quick fire. Uh, uh, Leon repopped into my head first. Love pack counts. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Out of gas. Do you call the fuel rats or do you suicide? (laughs) Well, let's see. I have an interesting history with the fuel rats. Um, So uh, let's see. It absolutely depends on what I'm doing. Probably suicide because it's probably not worth the time to wait for them because I'm probably right. not doing something where it matters. Uh, but yeah, right. if, I need, if there was a reason it mattered, sure, I'd call a few rats still. And absolutely uh, everybody should, just to be clear. Low hold. Do you call the whole seals? Do you keep going, hope the best, or do you suicide? I'm going to, for that general of a question, I'm going to keep going. True or false, there's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. I mean, dude, does everybody not know that? Of course there is. There's not. There's not. Don't go there. Thargoids, friend, foe, or undetermined? Ooh, first thing that popped in my head is friend. Flight assist, on or off? I'm going to have to say off, but toggle is the real answer, but off. <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right. That's perfect. Right. That's perfect. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. I like that lightning <laughs> around. Right. You know, something I'll have to spin up with you guys soon. I've been thinking about doing this for a while with our bigger group is I did this once with, man, who was there? I think Yamix was there, Plater and Harry Potter, maybe. Um, I came up, a group of friends and I, we came up with about 200 trivia questions in about, I want to say 10 or 50 different categories. And we played Elite Jeopardy. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, see, and that really is an excellent idea. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys just convinced me. I will definitely yeah. set it up. And we got esoteric. For example, how many megajoules does a class five guardian shield reinforcement add? Don't tell yes. me. Don't. I'm um, no, no. Always <laughs> give me enough time to have a research. Nope. 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 You got to answer on the spot. Yep. The and correct answer is Inara.cz. That's true. That's true. The correct answer is 215 megajoules. Oh, right? we, got, we, we got that expense. Like, what's the, what, here, here's, here's one for you guys then. What is the single most valuable um, module in the game? Single most valuable thing you can buy. Oh, wow. Apparently, I need to do a lot more uh, number memorizing. <laughs> I, I want to say, I want to say that it is an 8A fuel scoop. That's that was close, my first thought too. Nope, it's about double the cost of an eight A fuel scoop. Really? Okay. Yeah, if I if I if I remember, I think an eight A fuel scoop's around two fifty, two forty. If I'm remembering right, I might be wrong oh, about it's that. It's going to be I, like I, re, like one of the armors, one of the ridiculous armors for a giant yeah, yeah. ship. There you go. It's reactive on the cutter. Is I have to double check this, but it's just I think if I remember right, it's just over five and a quarter. I'd have to right. I can go check my math, right? But yeah, right. So <laughs> most valuable deposits, 492 million. Okay, there you go. Okay, that's right. That's right. Just shy of five. Oh, just shy of five. That's right. Oh, so 
You can so buy yeah, an outfit the from an game. entire anaconda with that Absolutely. one component. <laughs> and by the way, don't ever buy the reactive armor on the cutter. It's just not necessary. So it, I can't think that. of an instance where that would be helpful. Yep. <laughs> no, no. I run reactive on a lot of ships, combat shows, but not on a cutter. Not right? on a no. cutter, yeah. no. It's just too expensive. Right? I think you can get a cutter rebuy. If I remember right, you can build a cutter up to about 1.3 or 4 billion, right? So a 70 Ooh. million credit rebuy. Yeah, no thanks. No. No, thank you. No, you were <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Not interested. Um, so uh, what can we expect from you content-wise in the future? Um yeah, you know, as as regulars might know, I've been taking a break. Um, so I this is, I think this is the second or third break I've taken. Just a couple reasons. I did have some family stuff that came up right as I took a break, maybe two months, three months ago that that I just had to deal with, and it took me away from from home for a while. Um, that's not to go into detail, but that's fortunately good and settled. Um, and then just you know, I'll admit, like the other times. I get burned out a little bit on playing the game, but I just, I mm-hmm. get so burnt out on all the bullshit behind the scenes and I'm not yeah. going to go into more detail. You got, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. just all of that, just, I get to the point where if I, if when I sit down to make a, a video, I'm not doing it because I love it and it's fun and I can't wait to do it. I, I can't do it. Right. Like I, yeah. if, if it's work, I'm not going to do it. Right. Cause it's never yeah, been work. Yeah. Right. In, in, I mean, a little bit, but you get what I'm saying. Right. And so, yeah. you know, so that's pulled me away. I will say, you know, I'm when Cy pinged me about this, I kind of, you know, I've been kind of getting back online here the last week or so. Um, and, um, I'm hoping I'm planning new content. Uh, certainly by the, actually, by the time you hear this, we should have content. I should have new content out. Nice. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff queued up for the moment. And interestingly, I have a bunch of hardware reviews um, lined up. Um, so the sublight joystick we talked about, um, a company called Black Hog reached out and sent me mm-hmm. a one of their button boxes, um, which I'm going to be doing a giveaway of. So look for that. Um, I will make sure to do that after this comes out. So some sort of comp- some contest, you know, be pretty simple, you know, like entering kind of thing to give that away. Um, I've got a review. I got the um, the HP uh, Reverb G2 VR headset recently. So a review of that. Um, so several hardware things and of my new dual stick setup. Um, and then, you know, it's, I, I want to get reconnected and see again what, you know, what strikes my fancy. I'll probably do an updated credit guide just because, you know, it's it's what everybody wants um, and <laughs> things like that. Uh, and then, you know, it depends on, you know, what happens with Odyssey, uh, you know, how early we get access, um, you know, in terms of, you know, content for that. Obviously, I'll be covering, you know, how to do everything in Odyssey as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going right. to obviously be the big focus, um, you know, and uh, I haven't missed a, a launch date for that, right? We're still assuming after like late April, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the assumption. Maybe into May. Yeah. Here's my prediction right now. If we have it before June 1, I'm going to be shocked. I was going to say, yeah. if we have it before the end of May, I yep. would be yeah. shocked. So there you go. We're yep. about yeah, the same. same. Thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, and you know what? Honestly, Frontier, if you're listening to this, please take your time. Don't do what Cyberpunk yeah. did. If it's not, if it, if you don't think it's in the place that it's the best release, the most stable release you've ever done, don't release it. Yeah, right, because that's what it needs. This, and yeah, I'm. I've always been worried that this could kill Elite. 
right? If yeah. they get this wrong and they screw up the launch of it and it, and it doesn't bring in enough new players and it turns off all the old players, I don't think this is going to happen, by the way. I'm not a doomsdayer here, right? But that's what concerns me. So please, Frontier, take your time. I would rather it be- There's always that worry, though, isn't there? So. That's right. There is. There is. Yeah. I'd rather it be two months late and much more closer to perfect than it release, you know, in April or May, yeah. right? Right. So, yeah, yeah, and I'm for the no same hurry. thing- same thing with that. If we get an alpha and we start playing the alpha and it's like, oh my God, this is full of bugs and there's so much That's stuff right. that needs doing for it. That's I right. can can honestly say for myself, I do not care if it has to go back. If That's right. you yeah. start playing yeah. it and it is it is terrible. Don't feel like you need to rush or work people um, extra hard for it. Just That's right. don't overwork so that you are um, struggling and yep. you're, you're, you're not on your best. It, it, yeah, we can it's wait. gonna be. It's, yeah, we'll we can be wait. Here. We can wait. We've yep, waited right. this long, you know. Well, ultimately, uh, my assumption is ultimately what would make the what's going to push them is going to be the business decision of yeah. we need this out because to meet our revenue targets and things like that, right? Just right. again, realize that that's important. But if you do this too early and you get it wrong, you're going to turn off the veterans and they're not going to come back. The veterans that have mm. left, right, that will come back and play for you know no matter what because they you know. Because, um, but you want those guys to stick around. You want to bring in new players, which means you've got to get that first impression right. Yeah. So, yep. That's my hope. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Very true. Is there anything that we haven't covered today that you wanted to talk about at all? Oh my goodness. We could talk about the U.S. Pol- uh, presidential race. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, no, this has been fantastic, right? Uh, I'm glad that, you know, we, we, we bounced around quite a lot. I love the format that yeah. you guys have for this, you know, that we're structured enough to, to, to lead us along, but not be, you know, pigeonholed into something. Um, so oh, no, no not really. Yeah. I think this has been oh. a blast. Awesome. Awesome. Great. For the people who want to connect with you, get to know you a little bit better, uh, please plug your stuff. <laughs> sure, sure. The p- few places to find me um, in general, if you just searched Exegius on Google, I mean, that you're going to find all of it, right? But the main places would be uh, you mentioned up the top, um, uh, Mal, edtutorials.com is an elite dangerous tutorials. Um, it's um, it, you know, the goal of the site was always to be, well, most of it is my content, probably 85, 90% of it. Um, I did engage with a lot of other groups to build, bring in their content as well. AXI did a lot of stuff for it. Um, so there's a lot of different content on there. Um, and I built it originally to organize everything because, you know, a YouTube channel, I don't necessarily make content in the order a new player should watch it. So the site really categorizes and organizes everything to a much easier to find to the point that you might go, oh, I didn't realize you had a video covering this, you know, that kind of thing. In fact, once I launched it, my numbers on YouTube literally doubled in the first month uh, because people could get to the content so much easier, mm-hmm. right? So there, right. obviously, YouTube, um, the YouTube channel is actually ED Tutorials by Exegius, since probably what I should have named it to begin with, but that's the the name currently. Um, and then I'd say the last one would be um, Discord, our Discord, um, the Level 11 Discord. Um, we've got, last time I looked, I think we're over 4,000 members now. So one of the bigger ones in the community, uh, you know, all are welcome. We've got a lot of mentors in there that will help you if you're new to the game. Um, if you're looking to get involved with Background Sim, to join a squadron, um, you know, you want to play with a group of, you know, welcoming guys that are fun to play with that will help you learn the game and you have a place to pitch in, uh, you're, you know, you're welcome to talk to us about uh, joining the squadron, things like that. Um, and I think the last one would be probably Twitter. 
right? As much as I kind of hate social media, uh, I'm kind of forced into it in a way, but it's been, it's, I gotta say, it's been more fun than I thought, right? Getting to engage with folks from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those are, those are the main ways to find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on and yeah. and chatting with us. It's been really awesome. I'm really, really grateful for you coming and talking to us. Yeah. Thank you to both of you guys for having me. This has been a blast. And thanks, Psychic, for for thinking of and me and uh, thinking of me and pinging me. And I, I feel honored to be honored to be the first guest of season two. How many episodes did you guys have in season one? Twenty seven. Okay. Okay. And do you try yeah, to do them weekly? Mm-hmm. weekly weekly okay, they come gotcha. out weekly on a monday when we started yeah, okay, we, we, we we started um thinking that we were going to do maybe one every two weeks maybe one every month and then um it, blew up it, in our became, face. it got really popular and blew up, blew up in our that's face. And we got we got lots of people asking to be on. So um, the hey, that's... to get the people that like we we like to reach out to people and we like to have people on that have requested to be on the show and have a really nice mix of people from all different walks of life throughout sure. the, elite, yeah. the elite dangerous world to get different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. So um, yeah, we we ended up changing it to weekly, and then it's it's kind of taken off from there for sure. That's great. That's <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, success is sometimes good and and bad, right? You know, mm-hmm. you get what I mean. Right, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like it's like, wait a minute, this was for fun, and now this is actual work because now there's I, work I involved. To, yeah, I have to be professional about this now. People are people are paying attention. Yeah, no, I, I, exactly. And then it's like, right. oh my god, growth. Why? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, for everybody, man. I can remember when I started those first thousand subs, man. I literally can remember watching it climb like. Ten a day, yeah. right? Like, oh, I got ten more, and they like just getting so excited about it, right? And then you hit that magic thousand, and I was like, "Yay, I can monetize!" And I think my first month, I made like three dollars, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you know, I'm a professional now, right? Yeah. So yeah, I get it. it's it's that's awesome, guys. Yep. I'm glad to hear it. So so again, yeah, thank you very much for having me. I think you guys did a great job of this. It's, I'm not surprised at all. You've been successful. As this was a blast. That was a lot of fun. It I was really like, was. I was expecting it to be fun, but it was more fun than I was than I was even hoping it would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, he's got so much knowledge, and he's got so much knowledge about the game. But um, he's I, I he's pretty humble with it in the grand scheme of things of people that we've spoken to. Like, um, it's not the. I mean, you and I uh, have both fall, um, fallen victim of like, they, it all sort of like goes back to, um, your fun is wrong, that kind of thing. Um, right, I think right. they were, they, they, he definitely falls into the pile of people who is like, who are like, um, play, play how the hell you want because there is no wrong the, fun yeah, in this no, game. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's really nice to see that from what would be arguably, one of the more veteran players yeah, um, or one of the more veteran creators as well. Cause I think there is that, there is a handful of some of the more veteran players who are, um, and creators who are, uh, who have lost interest and who don't have, yeah. don't have the love for the game that they used to. And. Or they get I that tunnel visioned it. on like, this is the way things need to be. Um, mm-hmm. or this is the way, this is the way things are best or, and, and at the expense of everything else. And yeah. instead of being like, um, like it's almost like a rigidity of thinking, 
Like they, yes. they get into this, like they can't see it from any other way than what they're used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that happens not just in a leap, but just in life in general, when you do the same things over and over again, you just think like, this is the way these things are done and change is hard. Um, change of perspective is hard. Uh, so it's, right. it's, yeah. you know, it's nice to see, uh, like you said, one of the more veteran players, one of the old school, um, you know, long-term, you know, sort of community pillars, see, you know, hearing them say they're there. I can't tell you how to play this game. I yeah. can tell you how to do things in the game, but when it comes to having fun, that's entirely subjective. And it's up to you as the, as the commander to figure out what it is that you like doing. And it's also really nice to see that cautious optimism as well. Yes. Um, rather yeah. than, and and I don't know, I know like he, I, I don't think Exegius has ever come across to me as someone who is um, overtly negative about right. yeah. anything, even e- elite or anything. But there was, um, I quite like um, the optimism that comes with. Yeah. With having played the game for so long and seen so much, yeah. so much happen, rather than straight up, straight up negativity. J- yeah, just a fire hose of salt. Because mm-hmm. it, it's easy, I think, when you've been around um, one franchise for as long as he has, it's easy to kind of get into that sort of mindset that, like, here's all the all I can see now are the things that are wrong, um, and he he's able to say. Here are some some areas that I think there are problems. Here are some things that I don't like with the game. However, I I reserve the right to continue to to be optimistic about there's still opportunity for good things to happen. Despite yeah. anything I might not like or I might think is bad or I might think is mishandled, that's that's my perspective. I still want to give them the benefit of the doubt that things can change, things can get better. Um you know, improvements can be made and we need to reserve judgment until we see that finished product to start to, like to get upset about what might happen is just counterproductive, you know? For sure. Um, it's really refreshing. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Well, that's all for this week for our first episode of season two. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast, including getting access to all of season one at the website flightassistpodcast.com and you can stay up to date by following us on twitter at flightassist underscore ed now remember this podcast is all about commanders and communities and that means you we would love to hear the questions that you want us to ask our guests and if you're an elite dangerous commander who would like to be a guest on the podcast or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest we need to know that too Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ED, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io forward slash flightassist, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on our website. And we have something new for you. If you would like to support the podcast and get access to exclusive content at the same time, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash flightassist. Until next week, this is Commander Mal for the win. And Commander Psykit. Handing the controls back to you. Flight assist off.